This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hi, I'm David Marsland from the Evening Standard and thanks for listening to The Leader. Please do subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on our news, interviews and analysis and give us a rating wherever you get your podcast too. Now, from the Evening Standard in London... This is the leader. Well, here we go again. For listeners to yesterday's show, this will be familiar. Dominic Cummings coming out of his house to be greeted by photographers and reporters. At least this time, he said hi. But there was nothing else from the soon-to-be former special advisor as his taxi took him away. Cummings is going. He'll leave Downing Street at the end of the year, according to plan. According to him, he's referring everyone to a blog he wrote in January saying he was going to do this anyway. It's nothing to do with Lee Kane losing his job in a power struggle at number 10. Nothing to do with alleged infighting in the government and the pushing out of the vote leave contingent. Nothing to do with Boris Johnson being urged to take back control of his cabinet. Even in resignation, Dominic Cummings insists this was the idea all along. Well, with me now is the former SPAD, Peter Cardwell, who's the author of the book The Secret Life of Special Advisors. Peter, you worked with Dominic Cummings. You were fired by Dominic Cummings. What's he like? Who's the real man? Despite the fact I was sacked by Dominic Cummings, something which was actually carried out by Lee Kane, another man who resigned this week, I'm someone who has a lot of admiration. And indeed, I think Dominic Cummings is someone who's achieved a lot more than many politicians achieve in a very short space of time. He's only been in number 10 for less than 18 months, and he leaves behind a very strong legacy. Uh, Brexit is not something I voted for, but it's something that Dominic Cummings believes in very strongly, and it would not be happening in the way it's happening if it weren't for him. You've written about some of your experiences with Dominic Cummings in the Evening Standard today, and in that column, you say the idea that Mr Cummings will go at the end of the year and have nothing to do with the government. You've said, I'll believe that when I see it. But if Dominic Cummings continues to have an influence... Can Boris Johnson really say that he's in control of his own government? It's really important that Boris Johnson asserts his authority. Uh, The last few days I've heard a lot about what Carrie Simons thinks, I've heard a lot about what Dominic Cummings thinks, I've heard a lot about what Allegra Stratton thinks, all these people in the kind of soap opera of Downing Street at the moment. And that's not what the public needs to know. We shouldn't know who these people are. We shouldn't really know their names. We shouldn't really actually be talking about them. What we should be doing is focusing, well, what I would like the public to do as a Conservative Party member and someone who still supports this government, what I'd like people to do is support what the government's doing, the way it's tackling coronavirus, the way it's dealing with Brexit. Um, Those are the priorities. And Boris Johnson needs to get a grip now, make sure he installs someone, an adult, someone who can deal with the Conservative Party itself, the backbenchers who are very angry at the moment. Um, It's been notable that not a single one of them has come out to say, you know, isn't it a shame that Dominic Cummings is going? And uh, that's, you know, Boris Johnson has a really big chance now, actually, to reset his government, 
to reset his Downing Street. I think there's probably a big reshuffle coming, probably in January or February. So this is this is actually an opportunity for Boris Johnson. Now, you've written a book, The Secret Life of Special Advisors. And Peter, I wanted to ask you, given that uh, there have been so many leaks recently, so much scrutiny on what's going on behind the, the door at number 10 Downing Street, do, do special advisors still have a secret life these days? <laughs> That's a very good point, actually. The book is timely, but maybe it's got the wrong title. Uh, there's certainly a lot more in the public demand. We know a lot more about these people than we would have previously. I know a lot of them personally, of course, but in terms of special advisors, you should never be the story. And when you're, when you're the story, you may not go immediately. Dominic Cummings obviously didn't go immediately after the Barnard Castle controversy, but that was the beginning of the end, I think. And Peter's also written a column about Dominic Cummings for the Evening Standard, which you can read in the newspaper or online at standard.co.uk. With me now is our very own political reporter, Sophia Slay. Sophia, Dominic's going, so what's the reaction in Westminster? Well, lots of people keep saying that this is a, a kind of Westminster bubble story, but I do think it's it's not a good look for government, is it, right now? You know, the government's kind of been lurching from crisis to crisis at the moment, and I don't think it's good optics. You know, it's sort of, it could be seen in sort of two groups, really. You've got the, this sort of vote-leave faction that kind of has this grip over Downing Street and have done since Boris became Prime Minister. But with the sort of, you know the departure of Lee Kane and, you know, the the, the word now that, that Dominic Cummings is going to be going by Christmas. I actually do think that that shows that there's going to be a bit of a shift in the government's approach, particularly to communications, you know, show a different style of government, certainly when it comes to dealing with Conservative MPs who are really quite peed off is a polite way of putting it and a lot of them have come out today and saying you know we hope that that you know whoever comes in and is the next chief of staff that they will work hard with backbenchers and you know have have a bit bit of a better relationship to put it mildly he's not gone yet like you say he's going to go at the end of the year is there anybody being lined up to replace him or any is there anyone jockeying for position can you replace dominic cummings <laughs> uh, I'm not sure you can replace Dominic Cummings. He's rather a um, polarising, but, you know, very influential figure. He's sort of like, I don't know, a bit of a less likeable Nigel Farage, isn't he, really? I'm not sure anyone will replace him in up to his level of influence, if that makes sense. Um, some of the names that have, have potentially been mentioned, um, there's there's David Canzini, who's he's actually a close ally of the Tory elections guru, Linton Crosby, and he helped the Prime Minister in his um, successful Tory leadership campaign. Andrew Felt, Lord Andrew Feldman um, was one of the names that floated was floating around. He was David Cameron's fundraiser, but he's apparently uh, turned down the role and, and said he's not interested in quite enjoying life outside politics. I don't blame him. And then there's Isaac Levido. He um, ran the Tory general election campaign uh, in, in 2019. And he's another, he's another protégé of Linton Crosby. You know, people like Sajid Javid have been mentioned, um, Greg Clark MP and Sir Michael Fallon, who was, um, uh, he was a former defence secretary. I mean, I, I'm, I, I can't see a figure like, like any of those, but there's certainly names that are floating around. It's interesting that a lot of those names you've mentioned there are long veterans in politics, who've been doing things in a certain style. Is this going to be a return to normal politics, Sophia? What's normal politics? I don't know what that is. I mean, I, I think, you know, as we say, I think people would, would really hope for 
a more cordial relationship, certainly with backbenchers and things like that. You know, they feel really quite cut out of the process. You know, some people sort of describe what's been going on as, as macho politics. Um, I think that's probably a little bit too generous um, towards these men. But, it, it, you know, I, I, do, I do see that there would be a slightly more cordial relationship going forward. I mean, you, you know, if you look at, I think, Boris Johnson today, he's, he tweeted out... I thought it was quite a good example, actually. He tweeted out this video and it's all about saving the oceans. And it's almost like a mini David Attenborough documentary. I mean, it's adorable. You've got all these gorgeous sea creatures in it and things like that. And I I think that's the image that the government's wanting to, you know, be giving off going forward. You know, liberal, forward moving, really cares about climate change. And certainly, you know, it's not been said, but we need to start, you know, making friends with Joe Biden. And this kind of vote leave faction, this kind of bullish politics, you know, that's that's goes really against the grain of the kind of Biden, Kamala Harris sort of optic. We have all the news analysis and commentary you need in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's the leader podcast. We're back on Monday. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.